Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football is many things unpredictable, exciting, colorful, passionate, absorbing, expensive, venal, infuriating, exasperating, time consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. Well, a busy week for me, what with Stoke losing badly on Sunday and the rending of garments that went with it, uh, plus the sheer exhaustion of trying to find positives in a haystack of crap. A, a haystack? Hay scrap? Does that work? Uh, if, if, if you will, but, a crap stack. I yeah. think, if you will. Oh yeah, I think I prefer yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The stack. Uh, the stack remains. The it's sta- the substance that the stack the, is yes, made of. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But you know what? I, I, I've been here many times before. Um, yeah. And, it's your uh, house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This house of pain. Um, uh, uh, I, t- I take solace uh, uh, as always at the moment in the fact that I've gone another week without being contacted by Panorama or dispatches. So. <laughs> No, it's a good a good week. Like Ivan Dimitrovich's good day. It's been a good yeah. day, a week on the whole. Well, they're, they're, they're coming to you. They're going via, they're doing the S's at the moment. They're doing Scunthorpe, <laughs> they're doing South End. Yeah. They'll come to you. <laughs> you, you know, did you know, did you know when, when they did the, uh, the phone hacking scandal uh-huh. and they said over a thousand people had been hacked? I asked. <laughs> I actually got quite upset <laughs> about the fact <laughs> that I'd made, and then very, very pleasingly, six months into the uh, into the investigation, they phoned me up, and I had been hacked. So, and oh. I thought, oh, thank God for that! Yes, <laughs> but I said I wanted them to write me a letter so I could put it up in the toilet. <laughs> oh no, that means they probably recorded me. Yeah, yeah. And not, have, on, not on my phone, but yeah, on and, yours. And, and I can imagine that, 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 that people running to Piers Morgan going, we could, we've got a story on Nick's arrangements to go to Grimsby away. <laughs> 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 and that would be about it. <laughs> yeah, well, Piers Morgan's saying, is Megan going? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah. Oh, I, I, we're both any old way at the same time. Yeah. Um, yes, well, we're recording this on the on the Thursday morning after the Wednesday night before the... EFL Cup. I notice it's one of those great days when all the papers have the same idea for the headlines. Have you seen that? It's all this morning. Pep, Pep, no quadruple for you, Pep. It's all variations on, yeah, no quadruple for you, Pep. And uh, and Nicholas Jackson winning Chelsea's goal of the month. They've all thought uh, of, of that, Joe. Yes, 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 and, yes. And gone with that. I mean, it's, it's great news, obviously, to see a little bit of, a little chink of vulnerability finally in uh, in uh, Manchester City before the end of September. Um, it's great news for those of us who are bored to tears by their dominance of the Premier League with their joyless sideways ticky-tacker and the bludgeoning ramrodery of Radio Wolfcastle. It looks like City aren't going to win the Premier League either this time, despite starting off with six wins out of six. And how do we know? Uh, Because Pep Guardiola says that having to return to Manchester by bus after Wednesday's after last night's EFL Cup game at Newcastle could cost them the title, Yeah, apparently. 
Yeah. No claims, poor lamb, so they had to go on the bus. Not just any old bus, of course. A super executive, smoke glass windows, DVD player for every seat, aircon, stewardesses. It's a lot like a plane, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we've never given Arsene Wenger enough credit for winning things with Dennis Bergkamp in the team, because he would never fly, would he? No. On no. account of a phobia of being trapped in a middle seat by a fat bloke. And, you know... <laughs> and, and the great and the greatest uh, football nickname of all time, of course, the the non flying Dutchman, yeah. Which I, uh, <laughs> I've always loved that. I tell you yeah. the other thing about last night. Just, I, I don't. Do you want to say more about Pep? No, no, no. Go on. Uh, the other thing about last night, which is which is this morning all over social media, is people claiming that the draw was fixed. And hey, got, excellent. And so we're back into that. You know, either the balls are very cold or they're very hot. And they've even, yeah. it, there's even some footage of Don Goodman going. You can see him. You can see him feeling around for the hot ball. And you're thinking, <laughs> well, if he just put his hand straight in and pulled it out, they'd go mad. If he just swirls swirls it around a lot, he's looking for a particular ball. But in yeah. fact, oh. but in fact, what happened was that Manchester United were drawn at home for the twelfth consecutive time in cup yeah. competitions, and so they were all going. Mad, and they were saying that the chances of this, I'm not quite sure how they work this out, better men than me who have done it, or women, uh, is 0.0244%. But you see, that makes me think, you know, according to Jeff Wayne, the chances of anything coming from Mars is a billion to one, he said. But still, yeah. they come. So, you they know, come. yeah, they, they come. come. <laughs> they come. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, and they've got Newcastle, haven't they? So they're going to be on yeah. that telly again. Uh, yeah. Uh. Anyway, speaking of non-flying Dutchmen, did you see the story about the Ajax Feyenoord game at the weekend? I did. It's called De Classica because, of course, it is. <laughs> and on Sunday, Feyenoord were 3-0 up and the game was abandoned after 56 minutes because of crowd trouble. Flares and fireworks being let off, all sorts of disturbances. Yeah. And you think, well, yeah, I, can, I, can, I don't need to see the film, I can imagine that. Trouble outside the ground with Ajax fans trying to get back in after it had been abandoned, fighting with the police, using tear gas to disperse it. The remarkable thing was Feyenoord's players and staff locked in because of fears for their safety. But there weren't any Feyenoord fans at the game. It was all it was all Ajax I, fans. I wasn't they aware weren't allowed of that. To have no, they were worried about trouble, and there were there wasn't any there weren't any Feyenoord fans at the game. It was all Ajax supporters, frustrated by decades of entitlement, finally coming home to roost, having missed out on the Champions League, and they're now fourteenth with uh, one win in five games. So basically, they're Chelsea. They're having a Chelsea time of it. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, the match was resumed on on Wednesday yesterday behind closed doors, and Feyenoord ended up winning it four 0 Santiago. Jimenez completed his hat trick, having scored two on Sunday. So technically, it was a four thousand three hundred and something minute hat trick, which is some kind of record. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> and conceivably, if say one extra final director had gone, there could be more final fans in the stadium than Ajax fans at the second part of the game, whereas yes. in the first part there were none. So that's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose that's yeah. So yeah, talk to it that way. <laughs> No, I, I thought it was remarkable that it wasn't. It wasn't, you know, um, tribal the violence. It was just, you know, they they didn't they didn't throw tennis balls or or little pigs or um, <laughs> variations on that. No, they just threw big fireworks and, <laughs> and, and went was, with that. There was a reassuring sight, which I haven't seen for quite a long time, actually, of police horses cantering up and down outside the ground mm. and 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 uh, and. The crowd moving like herds of sheep behind a sheep dog. Mm. You know what I mean? They go this mm. way and that way. Um, I mean, we shouldn't, we shouldn't laugh, but we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So let's move on. I, I was uh, to the last weekend. I was at Oldham on Saturday, as we'll come to. Um, me and my son Michael made it all the way to match of the day without finding out the scores. Likely lad style. We ordered a pizza, and when it came, I made Michael answer the door in case it was Brian Glover. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> One of those strange weeks where the football ch short changes Gary Lineker and puts all the good games on a Sunday for Mark Chapman. And I just wanted to take issue with a, with a couple of things. Uh, not the thing about them all wearing the same shoes. It's this. When you've gone to the trouble of not finding out the scores, it's really bloody annoying when the commentary has obviously been added on afterwards and knows something. 
Yeah. You can hear it. You can hear it coming. The spoilers in the tone of voice sometimes. But it's worse when they give themselves a sort of mythical gift of predicting what's going to happen. Yeah. The Brentford-Everton game. The players lining up for an Everton corner and the commentator goes, James Tarkovsky scored four goals in 70 games for Brentford. How he'd love to get one now against his old club. And three and a half seconds later, he does do. Yeah. And it's shit. It's just ruined. Yeah. Make a fucking effort, is what yeah. I say. It's like, watching I mean, the the f- f- it's like watching somebody else's favourite film with them. With them, yeah. 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 Watch, watch the guy at the or, back. Or, 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 or you like this bit. This bit's good. This bit's good. Wait for it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just not Yeah, right. yeah. I right. know. It's fucking terrible. I mean, the commentator at the Luton Wolves game did. I don't know if she did it during or after the game. I can't tell. Because whichever, it was done properly. When Neto scored for Wolves, jinked into the area, suddenly, shockingly smashed it in, she went, oh, in a really surprised way, which was right. Good job. She might have been faking it. Who can really tell? But she did the job of enhancing the viewer's enjoyment. While the Brentford Everton guy just made me think he was a prick. I don't know his name, but he knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> the Luton commentator did one rather odd thing, though. I don't know if you you would have picked this up. She referred to the Luton ground, Kenilworth Road, as the Kenny. The Kenny what? is packed. Well, exactly. As though everybody did that. As though it was a thing. And I've watched football for five decades without hearing Kenilworth Road referred to as the Kenny. No. I mean, imagine John Motson allowing such a thing to cross his lips. It's all they could do to stop John John Motson giving the full address with postcode. (laughs) Yeah, well, the the, the, the Kenny, the Kenny sounds like a bit of scrubland where you you all assemble to play a a scraps game of football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm only finding this out right at the end. Because they're moving, aren't they, to a place called Power Court, which they'll presumably refer to as the Powie. But I had to go. I had to go and look it up. And apparently, it says on Wikipedia, "Oh, affectionately known as the Ken." I've never heard. I've no, never no, heard no, that. No. And you know, I'm expecting that, that this to spread and catch on, of course. And you know, the goodie is packed for this Everton game. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so it was. It was a. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, well, a weekend where the, where all the good games were on Sunday, wasn't it? It was really, but but on the subject of the of you know um, revered BBC television programs, you've seen they're going to get rid of football focus. They're oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were talking about getting rid of football focus. So I decided to to watch it on Saturday. Uh, funnily enough, after you'd come round to have oatcakes huh? on your way up to Oldham. On my way up to Oldham, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, and so I watched. I haven't watched it for ages, which is probably indicative of what's happened to it. And all I, yeah. I the only thing I could re, just be driving me mad was I've been leading, listening a lot to Dorothy L. Sayers, Lord Peter Whimsy thing <laughs> recently. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting you to say no, that. No, I know you weren't. I know you weren't. <laughs> and, and, what, and one of the things I like about it is that Lord Peter Whimsy, played by Ian Carmichael, talks a lot like um, Alf Ramsey. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're going to go dancing. Shall we go dancing? Yes. Uh, it's always everything's in. And then I suddenly realised that yeah. that's exactly what Alex Scott does. Yeah, she she's lost that. the letter G. She's she has a psychological bar she, against she, the letter G. She can't be doing with it. She, she can't she, be dealing she, with it. She won't have it in the house. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and, and so I was just became obsessed by that and didn't really watch much of it, although there was a good interview with uh, Gary Lineker and Ange Poscoglu. Um, yes, which uh, I think was uh, there was some of it on... Football focus, but it was a standalone thing, wasn't it? I think. Oh, right, right. Available, yeah, yeah, yeah. available at at a length that would have wiped out football focus, which is presumably the plan. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of it belongs football focus, doesn't it, to a time when when football was very uh, was very much a, a very sort of small and clearly defined ghetto on the television, where there was match of the day and there was the Sunday ITV hour whatever that was, a big yeah. match yeah. or uh, Yorkshire football or whatever it was. Um, and then and there was football focus and you knew where that you knew where these little gems were in the, in the sea of dirt that was television yeah. and you, and you, and you hoovered them up, you know, you've, uh, but football focus now is lost in a, is a wash in a, a sea of football, you know, because the, the, the build up to, uh, to Saturday on sky or the, or the live game on TNT, uh, formerly trading as BT is, is, 
at twelve thirty on a Saturday, isn't it? Often, and and it's it's kind of it's been blown away by by the wall to wall, hasn't it? The wall to wall coverage. Yeah, I think it's been blown away by that and the fact that uh, you know you didn't have to look at the fixtures in the early days of Football Focus. You just waited for Football Focus because you knew they would all be on that afternoon at three o'clock. Whereas now, <laughs> you people are pouring over it. I mean, there are there are times when there is like two Premier League games on a Saturday, uh, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah. not that it's all about the Premier League, heaven knows. But oh, uh, no, but it's uh, as as I said a, a little while ago, it's Gary Lineker. I feel sorry for. I think when when there's a big Sunday, they should swap them over and let you know Gary do the Sunday and Mark Chapman pick up the pieces on Saturday. Yeah, well, he'd <laughs> have to miss. Burnley game. I don't. I don't think Gary'd be happy about missing Evensong. I think that's going oh, to be well, a problem there. there. So yeah, you, know, you have to be. You have to be honest. Yeah. So there were there were as I say some great games on the Sunday. There was a, a, a the the North London derby, which was the big game, wasn't it? And it was quite exciting actually. It was one of those times when it, when it lives up to its lives up to its billing. Had a, a, a controversial handball, of course, um, which they do. Don't they? <laughs> well, they're just, contra- contractually obliged, I believe now. Yeah, I, I was—I I have to say, just to, to take a sideways turn for a moment. I was, it was hilarious the calls for uh, VAR in the women's Na- nations league. You know, where, where England lost to a, a late, late, uh, clearly offside goal, and they go, "It's a disgrace. There isn't VAR in the in the women's nations league," which wasn't a point they were making at the previous game against Scotland when they had an obvious penalty that wasn't given, <laughs> and if VAR had been there. They'd have lost that game, so it's all swings and roundabouts, isn't it? But no, there was uh, the um, controversial handball. And did you see that uh, Jermaine Genas uh, took to Twitter now trading his ex? Uh, oh, I, I love the thing of how they will let's make it really short and snappy. Let's make it X, and no one ever says <laughs> no. X. They always say X. The co- the website formerly trading as Twitter. <laughs> they have to say that whole fucking thing. That's their whole label still. Yeah, in that anyway, prince in that prince thing is exactly what happened to him. He he wanted to be squiggle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, during the North London derby, Jermaine Genus uh, wrote complete shit out of a referee. They're all ruining our game, which. Uh, uh, which uh, was not an altogether controversial uh, penalty, I didn't think. But still, it hit his hand. It was going towards the goal. But who knows anymore? Uh, now everyone's entitled to their opinion. But there was a certain amount of backlash because because Genus is a BBC pundit, uh, okay, and because he was paid by the FA to front a campaign called Love Football, Protect the Game, in which he called for an end to the abuse of match officials. <laughs> and in the video he made for them, he says, the emotions of the game get to us all. I know all about that. But whether on the pitch, in the stands, or on the sidelines, we've got to do better. Or on X, the website for yeah. trading as Twitter, yeah, yeah. Jermaine, yeah. we have to do better. It's a kind of, I mean, it's one of those stories where it's a kind of, which Trump actually dishes up all the time as a kind of perfect textbook bit of hypocrisy. And, and Genus has apologized profusely before anyone at the One Show can see the story. And you could tell his emotions were getting the better of him because he spelled of with two Fs. <laughs> a complete <laughs> shithouse off a referee. But anyway, speaking of uh, doing better in the stands uh, as far as Jermaine is concerned I went to Lords on the Saturday of the Ashes Test and mid-afternoon Jermaine Genas turned up with a couple of mates and was sitting like three or four rows in front I think it was him anyway it was certainly everyone around me people were going everywhere around me people were going it's Jermaine Genas and yeah. pointing so I presume it was him or it was someone who looked really like it but anyway could have been a lookalike they're people too but you know Jermaine <laughs> if Jermaine it was and his mates his two mates stood up and cheered wildly whenever Australia took a wicket and if that's not enough to get you kicked off the one show I don't know what is but anyway well that can't be Jermaine Genus surely that's now that's, that's got, I know he's got England caps hasn't he yeah, oh, well, and, and also, of course, he's an ex-Tottenham player, which was part of the reason that people were, were upset about the about the shit out of referee uh, business. But mm. the other thing was, whenever I read something like that, and I'm just trying to, I automatically look for what time was this posted, <laughs> because <laughs> my first initial is pissed. You know, clearly, just pissed. <laughs> hasn't hasn't worked out the ramifications. But watching it in in the BBC. To do match of the day later, you know, yeah, yeah, watching, yeah, I think so. watching yeah. it with work colleagues, yeah. and saying the thing he's not allowed to say at work. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, on the subject of Spurs, I saw that uh, Lucas Moura, who's returned to Brazil, um, uh, won a domestic cup competition 
becoming the 62nd player uh, to have left Spurs since 2008 and then win a trophy. (laughs) 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 Which is a staggering, staggering figure, isn't it? Oh, dear. And I, you know, I like Spurs, but it just happens to be true. Well, Spurs are are a decent watch at the moment. Madison and Son together is is magical, I think. It's, it's, It's really interesting to... It's really interesting to see how they do how they're doing without Harry Kane because I was enjoying watching Spurs the last couple of seasons to watch Kane yeah. and now you're watching the whole team. It's, it's it, they're quite good. I think they're quite yeah. good. I, yeah. I think you know they're going to have a good season. Um, Villa's Villa shirts. Did you see? Did you anything about oh, Villa's shirts? Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's Aston Villa players. They complained to the club, didn't they, about the quality of the shirts? Apparently, they're heavy and uncomfortable because they're retaining sweat. Uh, do you remember a few years ago how disgusting it was? Disgusting. It sounded disgusting, but they were touting these new shirt designs as featuring a sweat reduction system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, let's face it, is a sweat redistribution system. It's got to go somewhere. But these Villa ones are just are just they've mistakenly added a sweat retention system. They're just getting dripping wet well, after. Uh, uh, they, they, the thing I really liked about this story was they said they're dripping wet after 11 minutes, uh, which is marvellously specific. Yeah, you know? yeah. Not yeah. after 10. After 10, first 10 minutes, it's fine. But yeah. after 11 minutes... Yeah, you know you know why that is, don't you? First 10, keep it tight, you know. Keep it tight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. But yeah. on 11, let's move, boys. Yeah, well, the problem was particularly acute, sorry, the problem was particularly acute, apparently, during the opening game against Newcastle, which they lost heavily, and the UEFA Conference game against Leisure Warsaw, which they also lost. So yes. not that they're making excuses or anything. Well, well what got me was that... This Shirts are designed to be wet look. And so yeah, I just... I, I just well, that's a shortcut to wet look, isn't it? Just to let them be wet. wet yeah, well, I, who knows if they are wet? Who knows if it's just not one of those things that sort of... Because they look wet, they feel heavier, you know, one of those tricks yeah. of psychology. Um, but I'm, oh, I'm, maybe, I'm, yeah. I'm indebted to uh, Adam Hurry from the Football Clichés podcast, who's done some uh, research. And uh, just, I love the... <laughs> I love the, uh, the this is in the description that the, the firm that makes them have put, have put out. So yes. um, they they they're Castori's Quadshaft BLO2 Hyperoid technology they use. Okay, which and, and listen to this for a, a great and liberal use of a word. Which this technology enchants sweat away from the axial region. Okay, for enhanced equihydration. Holy shite! What's the axial axial reason? Is that the near the back wheels? Isn't it? That's near the back wheels. I, I think it must be. I just like the way that you yeah. could enchant sweat away, like the pipe. Oh pipe no! Up. I mean the the word thing is is yeah, yeah. the word salad is is. Uh, extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, you, you see that uh, Castori's uh, uh, one-line pitch, the ad tagline is "Demand better, premium performance." and do you see that the club are are, uh, pains to point out that this is affecting the the first team shirts and the away kit that the team play in but not the replica shirts on sale in the club shop I mean can you imagine be like your heroes absolutely dripping with sweat after 11 minutes (laughs) they'd be flying off the shelves wouldn't they or possibly floating and of course and of course and the knock on is of course that the Aston Villa women's team um, are very unhappy about it because basically they're being put in a wet t-shirt competition (laughs) no I mean you can you can really understand this you know it's it's great the, the first team men's players are quite pleased because you can see their pectoral muscles and all that but the women yeah. don't want that that isn't the point they don't want that no, no that's true and uh, the, uh, Villa also made a statement did you see in, uh, when they teamed up with Castori in the first place in 2022 uh, which was said oh, I'm going to read this out Castori and Aston Villa are both aligned in terms of their future goals which include striving for excellence having a clear strategic direction and adopting a challenger mentality making the new partnership a perfect synergy, which may be the second biggest load of horseshoot I've heard, apart from the, the one that you read out earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it seems to me that they deserve each other and everything that they get. Yes, but absolutely. Still. absolutely. But they got a good win in their soaking wet shirts against Sitting Ducks Chelsea, didn't they? At the, yes, uh, they did. At the uh, weekend. And did you see that uh, Chelsea, they, they've 
broke their duck, didn't they, last night in the in the uh, League yeah. Cup? But uh, uh, have been struggling for, for um, attacking uh, edge. And some great management tips from Mauricio Pochettino. Did you see this this week? Did you see he's been building up Mikhailo Mudrik's confidence by playing crossbar challenge with him at their training base in Gobham? Yeah. That was a soccer air thing, wasn't it? I yes, think, it was. They would yeah, go yeah. to clubs and get the players to try and hit the crossbar from halfway. I've seen that done, actually, at Oldham as a, as a short-lived, very short-lived half-time entertainment thing where they drag some poor chumps out of the crowd, put them on the edge of the centre circle, give them a little bit of, an, <laughs> a little bit of closer... Yeah. Um, and Ladies none tees. of them, no, yeah, there were half a dozen of these these blokes, and they were in their going home shoes. They weren't in boots or anything, um, but none of them could even reach the goal. <laughs> Never mind, the goal. <laughs> none of them could get it as far as the goal. And the the club photographer was crouching off to one side, trying to capture the event for the program. You know, the next week's program, yeah. and one of these guys hit him smack on the end of the lens oh! <laughs> with his, his attempt. It, it like he was crouching, so the ball didn't get above like three feet off the ground and went sideways <laughs> smacked him and you you could or you could hear the crowd feel the crowd going yeah. oh god yeah. as the, and, the camera and, gets smashed into his yeah. face and, and imagine him having the outline of a camera on his face for the next well week. yeah if he was in the if he was in, in, the, cartoon, in, in, yeah. in the bino yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Mudrik has, uh, Mikhailo Mudrik has yet to score since his huge money move from Shakhtar on an eight year deal in January. So he could do with a boost. And, uh, Pochettino said this. He said to me, I don't want to play anymore with you because you always win. I said, yes, because I have the belief and the balance between belief and quality. I know very well because I'm 50 years old. You're still young. You need to know yourself. I mean, what a fucking motivator that man is. You know, you can almost feel Mudrick's chest swelling and his standing standing an inch or two taller, can't you? It, 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 it smacks of Simon Day's competitive dad thing in from the first yeah, show. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, no wonder they're doing so well. Have you seen this? Uh, apparently, in a league table since uh, Graham Potter was sacked, they're bottom of the 17 clubs remaining in the EPL, not counting the relegation and promoted teams. Uh, like a form table since they sacked Potter, they're bottom. Yeah. So, th- who says there's no such thing as karma? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to go back to uh, just back, nip back to the North London derby momentarily. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it seems that uh, Mikel Arteta wasn't just giving David Raya a run out when he put him in for Ramsdale last week, was he? because Raya kept the shirt for the Champions League game midweek, and then again for the North London derby, and then it turned out that Ramsdale is going to be the EFL keeper last night. He did he did well apparently, but he's yes, on his he metal. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and uh, so it looks like Raya might uh, keep the shirt, although they don't keep the shirt anymore did they because no. they have different numbers and everything and their names on it yeah. and if Raya actually kept the shirt people would be going has Ramsdale grown a beard yeah yeah <laughs> anyway. and also they get asked to give them to small children straight after the game don't they so well yeah, yeah. Well, don't they though and we were asking we were talking last week about Harry Maguire's mum Zoe speaking out about the various mockery of slaphead situation at United and how embarrassing it must be to have your mum stick up for you and this week it was Aaron Ramsdale's dad do you see this having a go at Jamie Carragher yeah, yeah. The Sky Pundit talking about Ramsdale's reaction to a brilliant Raya save, clapping with his hands above his head, and said, and oh, he's just acting. He must be absolutely devastated with that, really. <laughs> like a bit to the shot of the Oscars where the loser tries to look pleased for the winner. No. And that's actually not bad. That's not bad. I yeah. think that's quite funny. Well, it I was think, a bit like that. I and, think uh, either but, way, either way, you can you can you can defend Ramsdale on it to tell you the yeah. truth. Either yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I like to see people cross when they get substituted, or it's good yeah. to see him supporting his mates. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what Carragher said that's not bad. That's 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 an observation. That's fine. But Mr. Ramsdale was not impressed. Called Carragher a disgrace. <laughs> Going on to add, show some class. My lad has, and you can just see Ramsdale at home putting his hands over his face. Yeah. Right. Oh, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ramsdale. Ramsdale, of course, famously, well, famously in this house, comes from Newcastle under Lyme, which is just down the road. And his uncle, uncle, his uncle is Chris Hemming, who we used to buy beef and onion crisps for. Listen to oh, past that play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to past uh, sloping pitches to hear that story, because quite frankly, <laughs> it's about fifteen minutes long. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell it now. Yeah. No. The crisp guy. Yeah. 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 
we could just very very quickly rattle through some of the 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 other because there was there was um, Sheffield United shipping eight to Newcastle with eight yes. different scorers. That was a remarkable thing, and I was yeah. pleased to learn that this was Sheffield United's biggest home defeat, which previously apparently uh, according to the press, I haven't made this up, was a five nil defeat to Oldham in 1988, oh. which I was at, and I think Billy McEwen was the manager sacked the next day. Ah, and uh, and there was also, as you were saying about the the kits, um, a hell of an away kit that Arsenal were wearing last night. Did you see that? Just horrible, yeah, I didn't <laughs> Just see that. I didn't yellow see that. with with sort of random black stripes on it. And at the end, Odegaard ran to hand his shirt to a young fan who was sitting on his dad's shoulders yeah. with Odegaard on on the front of yeah. his shirt. And Odegaard, frankly, looked like he couldn't wait to get rid of the thing. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say that the kid went, "No, you're all right." <laughs> no, no, the kid did this. The kid went, "My." eyes my beautiful eyes <laughs> <laughs> and I just it just made me wonder whether at the end of the Villa game whether they, any of the fans were asking for their shirts yeah well I just, just I uh, suspect uh, not no I don't think so the very final <laughs> thing on the Sheffield United uh, Newcastle thing is that really it wasn't Sheffield United nil Newcastle 8 it was Prince Abdullah nil Mohammed bin Salman eight because the uh, owner of Sheffield United is also a Saudi national. Now you're thinking, yeah, yeah, are yeah. you going to put one over on Mohammed bin Salman? <laughs> is that a good thing to do if you're aye, a Saudi aye, national? Aye, yeah. And you're going to think, no, 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 no. Let's let you can have the points, you know, and I'll keep my legs. Is this is, <laughs> is, is the deal? No, you remind me that I just heard, just before we go to the break uh, that last night's Newcastle Manchester City. Um, game I heard uh, during the coverage described as a geopolitical derby. Okay. Because <laughs> it's the Saudi team against the uh, Abu Dhabi team. Yeah. And that's apparently their next door. <laughs> well, we'll 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 uh, we'll 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 do some more Saudi stuff afterwards, and of course, Oldham shit, as uh, you know, advertised. Always. As advertised, yes, yes. And yes. that was just that was my secret that I used to write that at the top of my my page. Uh, but apparently now that's out there. <laughs> that's out there. People know about it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah All right, that's uh, what it's called. Let's take a break and hope that uh, somebody's paid to have some advertisements in this show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No anyway, before we return to the sumptuous all day breakfast, my favourite pancake at the Pancake House at Centre Parks, by the way, that is the Premier League, let us first tuck into a couple of mushrooms on cold toast with half a sachet of ketchup, which, for the purposes of this introduction, represent the Vanarama, the league beneath the league, where my team, Oldham Athletic, have, it seems, finally blown the ballast tanks and headed for the surface after their iffy start to the season left them bumping along the bottom among the flat creatures with eyes on top of their heads. 
Scots. You have to feel a bit sorry for David Unsworth. Since he was shoved into the rowing boat and set adrift, Oldham have picked up more points in eight days than he managed in the first nine games. Steve Thompson, the man inspiring the interim manager Bounce, supposedly didn't want the job full-time to begin with, but three wins later, eight goals four and one against, he started saying that he wants to leave a legacy at his hometown club, where, let us not forget, his father and grandfather both used to turn out, though not at the same time. And not currently, because that would be the the ultimate nepotism. Yeah, it really would. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, at least Duncan Ferguson, who is rumoured to be in the running by people who have spotted the Everton connection at our board level, has for once taken himself out by going to Inverness Caledonian Thistle. The club have not said anything yet, but they have allowed Thompson to bring in an assistant, an interim assistant to the interim manager, who is club legend Neil Redfern. Redfern's place in club history is assured, as the man who scored the last minute of injury time penalty to win the old Division 2 title when they'd already engraved West Ham's name on the trophy in 1991, which was the last time Oldham won anything, anything at all. Uh, Thompson was Redfern's assistant at Leeds years ago. It's a curious dynamic, I think, to come in as assistant to the bloke who was once your assistant. I wonder how that's going to work out. Fine so far. Fingers crossed. Uh, Thompson and Redfern were together in the dugout for the first time on Saturday at home to Oxford City. I was at this one with two of my sons and our friend Sam, and it was for once uh, strangely enjoyable and relatively stress-free to watch. Oxford City came up from the National League South via the playoffs last time, and this is the highest they've ever ventured up the pyramid. And even though the big boys in town, Oxford United, had an eye-catching top-of-the-table clash with Exeter, with a 10,000 crowd apparently, it was still slightly surprising when the attendance was announced, as it happens during the second half. Uh, the attendance tonight, six, this afternoon rather, 6,400 with 22 from Oxford City <laughs> to some <clears throat> some laughter, some kind applause and a brief chorus of come in a taxi. I mean, and you could see them all. They, they'd moved the away supporters enclosure from the whole of the Chadden Road end, which they'd put home fans in for, as an experiment, <laughs> which it always used to be the home end and they moved them years ago. But um, the, the, the little enclosure for the away <laughs> fans, they, they'd only given them a little tiny enclosure and they were still dotted sparsely around it with everyone trying to count them. And part of me wanted Oxford City to score just to see what that looked like. But anyway, so roared on by 99.7% of the crowd, Oldham kind of cruised to 2-0 in the way we were supposed to this season as second favourites for the league. And then two late goals iced the cake. The last, a terrific free kick from Brennan Dickinson, who's now our top scorer. Uh, Then on Tuesday evening, we were away at Kidderminster Harriers, who were struggling down the bottom, having rather surprised themselves with their late run into the National League North playoffs. And they'd only scored one goal at home so far this season, several goalless draws, but nothing so certain as that they were going to score against us then, which they duly did (laughs) in the second half. By then, we were a goal up, thanks to a great strike from winger Devon Green. Uh, Under Unsworth, we would certainly have shut up shop and tried to cling to the point to the one all. But Thompson replaced the two Firing strikers and went for it with sub Alex Reed grabbing the winner with 12 minutes to go. Now, so good for him. But if I have one criticism of Thompson so far, it's that uh, Dan Gardner, our sole playmaker, has reputedly been struggling to last 90 minutes. This was his, this is what they've been saying about him all season as he recovers from numerous injuries. And he, they do say that he's made of biscuits. <laughs> so <laughs> to, to ask him to play three games in eight days was pushing his luck. And Gardner duly crumbled into tiny pieces and was thrown out for the birds after about a quarter of an hour. Um, the Kidderminster commentator, by the way, was fun. Unusually wordy, I think. I was watching this on the National League thing, um, TV thing. At one point, Oldham had three corners in a row, and this guy said, Oldham, get a third bite at the corner-taking cherry. Excellent! (laughs) Which I rather liked. It's it's not hard to imagine him living in a static home with a plastic box full of Bond films on VHS. But anyway, (laughs) speaking of the club commentator, just to digress for a moment, it reminds me that I went into the club shop at Oldham on Saturday, and they had Uncle Roy Butterworth's book on sale. So I picked it up, took it to the till, where they said I had to pay cash. Now, you could use a card... (laughs) For everything else. But Roy's book had to be cash. He's so old school. And usually he sells it out of the boot of his car. But you can buy it at the club shop, but only for cash. So I was patting my trousers trying to find some cash. And I said to the guy, how much is it? And he said, "Uh, seven shillings and sixpence. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, you know, no wonder there were so many left. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, please tell me he did say that. <laughs> that would be so fantastic. Uh, uh, well, moving on to, the, to the, the, the nonsense that is Stoke City just at the moment. Um, obviously, we got knocked out of the, of the Carabao Cup by Bournemouth. Um, uh, we're concentrating on the league, the Cups of Distraction, all of those things. And they once are, again, yeah. well, we, we conceded two goals in three minutes, which is the third time we've done that in the last four games. Uh, roughly, really, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, Bournemouth, Hull, uh, and Preston. So, yeah, it's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which, which is all, it's all fine. So, but there has been some good news for Stoke City. Oh, first of all, talking about commentators, there was a great, uh, a great one from our new, our new Stoke City commentator, who was talking about um, uh, the the uh, uh, the Hungarian uh, fullback that Bournemouth had playing for them. Um, and described him as coming from Hungary, uh, which was um. very, 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 very pleasing. But, but on the on the plus side for Stoke City, um, Jermaine Pennant did have a fight with Matt Hancock in SAS. Who dares wins? That's, so that's, that's true. So that's 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 good for our club. Whether you take your wins away, you can get them, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Of course, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the very few times we've won anything on points. Um, I decided that as a counterpoint to your rather love. Lovely visits to the fat panorama that, uh, <laughs> that we should look more regularly at the uh, at the Saudi League, which is the let's face it, the biggest league in Saudi Arabia. The uh, biggest uh, league in Saudi Arabia. Saudi, yeah, yeah. I don't think they go down as far as a Saudi panorama. Yeah, no. I think you call it a league. In some ways, it's a Saudi football theme park and things yeah. there are always <laughs> bizarre. Uh, so this this retirement home for the particularly money-obsessed footballer, Jakashik Park, I was thinking, or Cashington hey. World of Adventures, call it what well, you will, you as you say. Uh, but slowly, <laughs> what's, what's, what's been great is that slowly um, the hidden clauses are coming out to great hilarity, the things they didn't know that they'd committed to, with Stephen Gerrard donning traditional Arab dress for a day and swanning about. He had to, honestly, it was Arab dress for a day and swanning about like Gerard of Arabia with occasional cries of Akbar. Um, and sad, this and this is true. Saudi Mane and his tiny robot CR7 were meanwhile dancing for pieces of silver, also in traditional dress. The two performed, and this is true, the ancient. Saudi sword dance for the amusement of their paymasters. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's an interesting thing about Saudi Arabia is that um, a lot, they've, they've, it always feels like they've kidnapped a player when they take, when, when yeah. he goes to Saudi Arabia. You think, well, that's, that's it for them. But you'd, none of them have escaped. Now, the only one who's the only one who's bailed is uh, jo the Jota who went from Celtic, not the yeah, 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 yeah. Liverpool player. Yeah. The Jota who went from Celtic, never seen again. And the other thing is they banned the film Ice Cold in Alex. <laughs> you can't get that <laughs> to get. To, don't want to give them any clues of how to give get them through, any ideas. through the, de yeah, yeah. the desert. Yeah, right, but Saudi Saudi of uh, Mane is of course a, a particular favourite. Uh, um, <laughs> Saudi uh, uh, Mane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, damn, that's what I was going with. Yeah. <clears throat> Sadio Mane is a particular <laughs> favourite. What is his name? Saudio, now. No, no it's Sadio, isn't it? No, no, I yeah. know, but that's where I'm going with the joke, obviously. Sadio right. Mane. Well, it's a long walk, but let's get there. Let's, let's go back. Let's go. Here no, we go. I think we should keep all this I, stuff in. I've, go I've got enough. Mane has become a particular favourite <laughs> <laughs> after taking an extra tenner to change his name to Saudio. There we go. Hooray! And finally, oh, there my is. word. And there some of the ones in fancy dress are coming through the finish line as well. Yeah, <laughs> you see, you said the punchline in the setup. <laughs> I said it in fun. the setup, yeah. And Mane, actually, <laughs> let's, I'm going to be, I've got to say, Mane gets special exemption from criticism for his exceptional generosity in funding copious projects in his native Senegal. Ronaldo, on the other hand, has just yeah. commissioned a pack of solid gold playing cards with his face <laughs> with his face depicted on all of the picture cards. <laughs> Some of these things may not be true, but Ronaldo did do Ronaldo did, only that one. Ronaldo did he's, he, did you see he's chipped in, he's chipped into the Ten Hag Sancho debate um, rather oh, brilliantly. It? He's rather brilliantly uh, so, so they've been having this thing where well, you know the situation so it's uh, 
Sancho and Ten Hag, uh, you know, there's big yeah. trouble. In, and basically, uh, Ten Hag has, has grounded Sancho and he's sent him to bed without his tea, banning him from the dining room at Carrington. Yeah. Um, and and they, the headline was, was, who's going to blink first? And I thought, God, you couldn't have Gareth Southgate in one of those competitions, could you? Because <laughs> he's the blinkiest <laughs> man in the whole world. Anyway, so all that Ten Hag has said is that's, that, 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 that Sancho needs to apologise. But Ronaldo's come up with, I think I know how I would solve this problem. I have worked with Ten Hag. I know Sancho. What Sancho needs to do, according to Ronaldo, is apologise. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Shipping in. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. What yes, Sancho yes. needs to do is move to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that's what it was going to be. He said, he said Ronaldo's solution to Ten Hag Sancho problem. I thought it's going to yeah. be move to Al Nasser. Oh. And have you seen that Turkey have got a sort of knock on uh, thing where a lot of players are going to Turkey? Um, it's, yeah. it, 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 uh, you know, well, it's a sort of gateway drug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, going, I was thinking more, well, you know, you know, Turkey being the prestat to Saudi Arabia's Landudno. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> well, I saw that uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain has, has started to play for Besiktas, hasn't he, now? Yeah. Um, and uh, that... Uh, who was it? It, been? it, it was uh, Madison had been to watch him and some and one of his Liverpool mates, I can't remember, I'm thinking, that's a long way to go to <laughs> Yeah, to yeah. watch Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I was watching um, Christian Oxlade-Chamberlain, younger brother, play for Kidderminster Harriers on Tuesday night. Ah, there you go. And, of course, yeah. they're both uh, children of Mark of... Chamberlain, the Stoke City <laughs> and England winger. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just quickly, you, you, we've been talking about, um, obviously, uh, uh, what's been going on in the Vanarama. Southend and, and Scunthorpe. Yeah, yeah, a couple terrible of time. Uh, former clubs now in the Vanarama and Vanarama North, respectively, facing uh, crisis points this coming week. Uh, Southend United have already had, as we've mentioned many times, a, a 10-point deduction for non-payment of a debt to HMRC, uh, who issued a, a winding-up order. And the judge told them, as he extended the deadline to October the 4th, which next week. Um, if this was not a football club with the attachment of its fans, I would be winding you up today. You will be wound up on the next date if it's not sorted. And, you know, that kind of that that kind of uh, reveals, doesn't it, the thinking that has kept so many football clubs on the brink rather than, than going under. That mm. judges do take into account the fact that it's not like other businesses. It has other it has other things to take into consideration and mm. other other collateral damage if you if you yeah, if yeah. you work there. So football clubs do, uh, as we've long suspected, uh, you know, get get as many helping hands as as the judiciary can can reasonably offer. I think um, there are obviously uh, frantic efforts being made behind the scenes to avoid uh, the wind up on October the fourth. Uh, owner uh, of Southend, Ron Martin, says he will sell his stake for a pound. Why is it always a pound? Uh, yeah. You know, as for one pound thirty, I think they'll go that far. I think yeah. they will. Yeah. You know? Well, but years, the years ago, it would have been a guinea, and that's even more than a pound. So yes, a guinea. Go. That's right. It's a pound and a shilling. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Roy, uh, Roy Butterworth would tell you, but the uh, the catches that are alongside the bargain one pound price, he also wants four and a half million for Roots Hall, <laughs> and apparently the place is in a very poor state of repair. There were mushrooms growing in the toilets, apparently, and the place has become an absolute shiitake hole. Hey! I thank <laughs> you and everyone listening um, for your indulgence. Now, a, supporter, a supporters group has applied for money from the government's levelling up fund, which was used to help the Berry supporters by uh, Gig Lane. Uh, the aim of this fund is to help local communities seize back control of prized community assets. And it's funny, that doesn't sound like the government at all, does it? But anyway, oh well. And levelling up, uh, by the way, the very antithesis of football, isn't it? <laughs> yes, still, absolutely. Oh, well. Um, so, but if Southend can get the maximum £2 million from that fund, topped up with local authority money, input from a new owner, they could just stave off their doom, but they'll have to be quick about it. Uh, we'll find out next week, I guess, if the judge will give them more elbow room. I think they probably will if they can show hmm. that, it's in, that, that, that it's in motion. I think they will be indulged, I think. But uh, good luck to them, and uh, 
then there's Scunthorpe United down in Vanarama North after two straight bottom place finishes. They've started pretty well this time, um, but they've been put up for sale again by their owner, uh, David Hilton, who only bought the club in January and has seemingly now realised that the club has a significant amount of debt and loses significant amounts of money every week. Someone should have told him. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> anyway, that's what due diligence means. That's, that's right. Um, <laughs> and they also face a winding up petition from HMRC, Boo. Uh, and the club is in dispute with the former owner, Peter Swan, who still owns the ground, Glanford Park. And he's disputing, <laughs> this is funny, he's disputing the validity of the club's sub-tenancy, uh, which pays him seven pence a week <laughs> for the use of his stadium. <laughs> and there he is looking at it this way. If he saves up for 14 and a bit weeks, he'll be able to buy Southend. I was, was going to um, say, yeah, yeah it's seven, it is seven percent of the value of the whole club. So, you know what yeah, I mean? Every, per week. Every, every Every week, so hey, yeah, no, maybe that's it. Maybe that's how it's that's how it's broken down. Yeah. But anyway, but this is this. I mean, I feel you know a certain amount of sympathy for this. This is like the situation at Oldham in the dark days of a couple of years ago, with the uh, Abdullah Lemsigam and his brother owning the club, but none of the property which still belonged to the previous regime. And we were very fortunate that that a Frank Rothwell came along and and brought both and brought everything together. And that that's the conundrum that Scunthorpe faced. They need yeah. someone to come along who's prepared to buy the club and the ground and bring everything under one yeah. uh, under one ownership, whatever that owner is like, because even if that owner is bad, they can then sell on that whole bundle to someone else. Yeah. But um, fans of both Scunthorpe and Southend have been making plans for Phoenix clubs, but hopefully it won't come to that. Right, well, which is interesting in that, 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 that the Phoenix club that Red Bull Salzburg uh, took over from, uh, they became Red Bull Salzburg and the, the fans went off and founded their own club and they're playing yeah. each other in the cup this week. Are they were, they? went seven wow. divisions down and, they, and they're playing each other in the cup this week. Have Manchester United ever, play, ever played FC United? Uh, no, but they got they close to playing Salford at one stage in a cup game. Right, right. Um, but uh, the other thing about Scunthorpe is that that this this new owner from January, which I think counts as new, uh, has started banning people who criticise him on social media. All right. Uh -oh. So, they, so yeah. So they're sending messages from, as you say, Glanford Park in the brilliantly named Derek Brown Sword Way, uh, which is the road that <laughs> Glanford Park is on. I believe. Uh, I think he's an ex-player. <laughs> I know. I know. It has all sorts of connotations. Um, but but what but what I particularly like was it called Richard? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but what I particularly like about these formal letters from the club, uh, probably sent by social media, actually emails, uh, is they say you are you are now officially banned uh, and no longer welcome at at uh, Lanford Park, um, and then at the bottom it says. Kind regards, Scunthorpe <laughs> United FC, which I think... Yours sincerely with best wishes to the future, hey, listen, Scunthorpe listen. United FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, there's no need for not having good manners under any no, circumstances. No, no, that's right. That's true. That's true. Now, we'll move on to uh, a, a more global stage momentarily. Um, we've discussed many stories over the time we've been doing this, which suggest that those in charge of the game's ruling bodies are pretty much estranged from the real world. But the one this week is... is I, it's right up there. Uh, UEFA and its president, Alexander Seferin, have decided that the so far 19-month ban on um, Russian teams competing in international competition will no longer apply to the under-17s. Now, what the f hell is going on with this? Adult teams remain banned, as they have since a year ago, February, when Russia invaded Ukraine, who are also in UEFA. But Seferin thinks it's particularly aggrieving, is his phrase, to see Russian children banned, paying the price for choices made by adults. And what sort of crazy idea is this? It's like the pitch document for a fucking Ealing comedy, where the kids take over the fucking government. That's yeah. what it is. Well, yes, it could be that. But also, you know, to be fair, if they're 17, and so therefore were presumably 16 last year or 15 the yeah. year before, yeah. They wouldn't yet have been conscripted, and so therefore probably haven't killed anybody. Is he uh, trying which, to save? Is he trying to save them from? from he's going to smuggle service. them out. It's going to be one of those trains. They're going to play all the massive, massive tournament in a safe place. Uh, well, I I wish I could believe that there was anything altruistic about it. I mean, uh, he says, uh, Seferin, by banning children from our competitions, we not only fail to recognise and uphold a fundamental right for their holistic development, but we directly discriminate against them, which is... 
it's kind of nonsense, I think. But I feel the water being tested, the, it's the normalizing of the idea of sliding Russia back into global society, the acceptance that nothing more can be done for Ukraine. And who the fuck does he think he is, Seferin? I mean, Seth Blatter, after a Nobel Prize, because Putin tried to get Blatter one, didn't he? Tried to yeah. get Blatter a Nobel Peace Prize, nominated him. Yeah. And Seferin says he's yeah. investing <laughs> in a better tomorrow. But for who? That's, I love, that's the thing. I love the idea of Putin being one of the nominators for the, for the Nobel yeah. Peace Prize. Say, All right, yeah, so yeah. this is this one is for uh, Mr. Sepp Blatter, and he's been nominated by... Vladimir Putin. That's <laughs> just the most ridiculous. Paul Pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think all the I think all the leaders have a certain a certain uh, nominating. Uh, they, they're sent the forms. I think. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, I mean, Seferin is a, is you know a, he's not quite Gianni Infantino, but he'd like to be. I think um, he's facing calls this week to step down, uh, not only from Ukraine, who are obviously strong opposed to this uh, and and the FA the English FA who have reiterated that they won't they won't sanction games against Russian opposition and so if e- England get drawn against Russia in the uh, although Russia won't be using their kit their flag their national anthem um, you know that the, the FA will or, refuse or to allow boots, England to play can't use Russian <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and what does the UEFA do then what does UEFA do if they've allowed Russia back into the under 17s but England won't play them does it punish the FA for not towing the line I don't know and Seferin has already been uh, been facing uh, from another front facing calls to step down from Liverpool MP Ian Byrne over the shambolic Champions League final of the year before the season before last because um, UEFA's head of safety and security is a bloke called Zeljko Pavlika whose yeah. main qualification for the job is that he's Seferin's best friend from school cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know uh, and Seferin's quote which is marvellous I think uh, defend the appointment of his old friend uh, for a job that he's wildly underqualified for. Yeah. His, uh, his quote was, I think I am quite good in this world of football. Yeah. And, and what nationality are. is Seferin? Slovenian. All right. Is there an Eton in Slovenia? Because it sounds like uh, one of those kind of... An Eton in Slovenia. Because <laughs> I'm presuming that's the school that they're both... <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it probably isn't called that. <laughs> no, I think so too. Right, just before we finish, just a follow-up on the on the, uh, on the the greed. Great, there's a great tiny, tiny little thing I read about the Premier League um, being willing to let more money come into the EFL, um, a lot more money, and all they want you know, and this is good. This, you know, this shows that they're understanding the argument. All they want is weakened powers for any new independent regulator. <laughs> so, so not so much giving as buying a yeah, chance to I, just get richer. That's, that's the sort of demand you can only make if you've actually kidnapped somebody. Yeah, I know. It? It's absolutely stag- it's absolutely staggering. And just to, and just to illustrate, just to finish up to illustrate, we can the independent regulator or the hostages get it. <laughs> get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, the puppy dies. Yeah. Um, um, just to, to to illustrate the difference in worries that people of other clubs have from say. Uh, you and I, Chris, or oh, you and yeah. me, I should say, strictly speaking, um, there was a frantic, a frantic message from somebody who said, I can't believe nobody's noticed if Manchester, if Manchester City reach the Champions League semi-final this year and the second leg's at home, take that will be at the co-op arena next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's worth worrying about right now, that isn't is, it? Yeah, worry about that a long, a long way, a long way in advance. That's anti-sport to be worrying about that. <laughs> yeah, there was just one one quick thing I wanted to mention. Did you see that? Uh, I mean, it's been, there's been a bit of publicity about this for a little while now, but the video game formerly known as FIFA has yes. come out as EA Sports FC. Um, and that's why you see EA Sports FC over all the touchlines on the uh, all the games because they're trying to establish themselves as an entity free of the yeah. licensing agreement that they've had with FIFA and you know there, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, brushing over why they why they've gone the separate ways but it turns out that Gianni Anfantino that guy uh, says that FIFA are planning to develop and bring out their own game and that FIFA 
25, FIFA 26, FIFA 27 onwards are going to be just as popular as previous EA Sports versions. And that sounds so unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah. That they could do that. They could do that. That they could do all that with no expertise at all. Well, They've no. just seen how much money the games make, and they and they're not satisfied yeah, yeah, with yeah. the puny licensing fee. They want the whole. They want the whole yeah. cheese. And just remember FIFA back in in Blatter's day tried to sidle into the film industry. You remember that with no expertise, no yep. talent, no idea how to do anything, no idea of the value of money in the film world. Yeah. Uh, the dreadful United Passions was the result, the darkest blot on the CVs of Sam Neill, Gerard Depardieu and Tim Roth. Available to watch, I gather, on Fubo TV, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. But uh, if they make a video game, of uh, a FIFA video game, the chances of Gianni Infantino being in it uh, featuring as a massive, film. Uh, huge on the cover, probably. Yeah, and there might be some work for my mate, the Gianni Infantino lookalike. You know, yes. if he, if he, oh, if well, he happens to be busy, well, that's you know, a good so that'd be a good yeah. thing. Now, I agree with you totally, yeah. and I, I and I know full well what's happened. They've decided they're going to do it because it's a lot of money, and yeah. somebody has said. I tell you what, my mate's son, he's only 15, but he's a real whiz with these computers. He's a whiz. He's a he's whiz a wh with the computer. Oh, he's sorted, he sorted out my password. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do us, I think, for this week. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say goodbye to uh, any Villa fans watching uh, with the, the team playing in sweaty shirts. Just remember the, the coach in Golden Gordon, the ripping yarns. You remember that? Getting exasperated by the player moaning that someone had nicked his shorts. Yes. Going, sure. Shorts don't matter. This is what matters. Goodbye, shorts. Hello, football. <laughs> shirts yeah. don't matter. Yes. Just, you know, your shirt's a bit sweaty. Play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you overpaid bastards. <laughs> and I have to say exactly the same quote came into my mind when I read the thing as well. <laughs> oh, dear. Two old cunts. <laughs> Palin and Jones, that's not fair. It's hardly fair. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.